welcome in to the Fantasy Football Fathers Podcast. Where only one of us is an actual father and none of us are priests. My name is James Dreer. I'm joined here by Tyler Big Herbie Herbach. What's up? And Trey Stinky Fingers Jose. Hello. Como estas? Hola. I think first things first, man, um, let's just say thank God uh, DeMar Hamlin has, uh, it was last night, right? He woke up um, and was able to be caught. Uh, what was the word you used? Cognizant. Cognizant. <laughs> yeah. And um, anyways, um, yeah, <clears throat> awesome moments. Uh, he woke up, his family with, uh, was around, he was able to move his hands and feet and able to communicate via writing um, stuff down. And the first you know, question he asked was, um, who won the game? Which, uh, <laughs> which is pretty awesome. Um, so obviously, huge news, super, super, you know, everyone's just super ecstatic that um, he's moving in the right direction because that was uh, pretty scary. Yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> you pretty much covered it all. It's yeah, it's definitely an interesting situation. I'm glad he's yeah. doing good for sure. I mean, it's definitely nice. Like I said just before we started recording, like waking up and you know, because they're a couple hours ahead of us, and that's like the first notification I see on my phone is that Demar Hamlin had this massive improvement overnight. It's you know, it's the way you want to start off any day, even though we're not, we don't know Demar personally or anything like that. You just love to see that kind of news. For sure, and uh, you know, hopefully, it continue. He continues to to get better, and it's going to be a long road, no matter what. But uh, definitely looking much more positive, which is awesome. Um, in today's episode, we are covering the late window games um, for Week 18, and also doing our starts of the week for Week 18. So, if you're still in it, um, a small percentage of you that that probably are. Um, this could be a good episode to listen to because a lot of wild things happen and transpire in the last week in terms of players playing or not playing based on, you know, um, how important their, their game is. So uh, obviously affects fantasy football greatly, which is why next year don't play in week 18 and problem solved. Yeah. Uh, Real quick, before we go into these games, we should know the NFL did announce this evening that the, uh, Bengals Bills games will not be rescheduled and so that obviously changes a lot of things they're actually even making some potential changes to the playoff format based off of because not every team has now played the same amount of games Um, and you should also note then that the Bengals have now already locked up the AFC North division and this game this weekend's game against the Ravens does not matter for them much so I wouldn't be surprised for them to start or to sit a lot of starters or pull them pretty quickly. Yeah, probably. Um, we did cover that game plus the rest on the early window in the previous episode. So if you're looking for any of those games, um, go check that out. Uh, but let's get into the late window games. And if you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at the FF Fathers. Happy to answer any starter sit questions uh, there directly. So 
All right, uh, the first matchup on the docket here, the New York Giants taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are 14-point favorites. The over-under is 43 points. Um, the Giants are locked into their playoff seeding, and the Eagles need to win to make sure they earn the number one seed and home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Um, so expect all the Eagles to play. Um, on the other side, Saquon Bar- Barkley stated on Wednesday that I'm playing unless um, – Dabs tells differently, I'm playing. Uh, but even with that being said, the Giants can't improve or hurt their status for the playoffs, so I would not be surprised to see Saquon and the rest of their starters uh, be sat pretty pretty quickly. So can't trust any of them. Um, Jalen Hurts was limited in practice on Wednesday and Thursday, is listed as day-to-day, but the feeling is that he will play with uh, so much at stake for the Eagles. Miles Sanders was limited at practice as well on Wednesday and Thursday with a knee injury. It's the same injury that he was dealing with last week, but seems to be progressing um, as he will not miss any practice time this week like he did last week. So starting Jalen and the regular suspects per usual for the Eagles. Yeah, I would say so. I I was going to bring up when we're talking about the Giants. um, So let's just say they do sit their starters is Matt Breida like kind of interesting? When he does get carries, he averages like five yards a carry. His season I mean, total doesn't really reflect it, but every time he's touched the ball more than like four times, he gets like five yards a carry. Let's just say he gets Saquon's workload or Saquon's workload. He's probably going to get like at least 90 yards, maybe a touchdown. I mean, normally I say yes, but going against the Eagles, that's a uh, you know, dicier proposition. Like, for instance, when uh, they played a few weeks back, Philly held Saquon to just five points. Now, granted, I think that he did get hurt in the game because he only played 31% of snaps. Um, but it's not, I mean, he had nine carries, 28 yards for a three-yard average. So one of his worst games of the season. So I couldn't couldn't imagine Brita being much better than that, honestly. Yeah, I can see that. I figured I'd just bring him up just in case. All right, uh, Broncos taking on the Chargers. The Broncos are two-point favorites. The over-under is 40 points. Um, On the Broncos' side of the ball, Russell Wilson has quietly posted 20-point games in his last three outings. Who would have guessed it? Um, The Broncos aren't playing for anything this week, but I'm sure Russ will compete to put a solid end to his uh, abysmal season. Do you think he does it again against the Chargers? And would you would you rely on Russell Wilson? Uh, it seems like a trap, <laughs> don't it? <laughs> it does. But then, like, you think back and, you know, with a few other teams also potentially benching their, their quarterbacks early um, or as somebody like Justin Fields not playing this week, he's not a I mean, if you're looking at somebody who needs to be more of a more of a, a flyer this week, I mean. He gives you at least, you know, a pedigree of of great quarterback play. Obviously, it hasn't happened this year, but he seems to be getting better. Um, and it was two of the last three games, by the way, for 20 points. But still, I mean, the Chargers defense isn't great. I think if there's someone who who could do it, I would think the competitor and Russ will. Yeah, he's definitely not a bad, bad replacement. You know, he averages... Uh, I mean, his floor is pretty low, but let's just say he, he'll get you 14 points. I think that's a solid assumption, which isn't horrible. 
I mean, and, and again, I'm only base, basing this off of his recent play, um, which has clearly been better than it was earlier earlier in the season. Yeah, which is a pretty low bar to <laughs> outperform anyways. But yeah, I, I'm with you. Yes, on that. I could see him filling in for some people who are being uh, being sat this week. What about uh, Latavius Murray? Chargers giving up 23 points per game to the running backs. He is their starting running back. Worth a shot? Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, the Chargers give, give up a ton of, of yards. And honestly, at this point, I think Latavius Murray is probably, I think they sent him to a two-year contract when they did sign him. But he might be playing to get a you know raise next year because it's probably going to be his last chance to really do so. So I think he's going to go out there and give it his all. Yeah, he is 32 years old, but he is the leader in this backfield. So sounds kind of crazy, but he's like RB2 territory. Low end, but still RB2. I would agree. Uh, other side of the ball, Chargers have launched, uh, clinched their playoff spot. Um, this week will determine what their seed will be. A win keeps them in the five spot. Um, a loss drops them down to six. But how how much does that really affect the Chargers? You know, I guess it it only changes who they're going to be playing. So is this enough to keep starters in the game the whole game, especially if it if it starts to get away early? Are those teams set in stone, like who they're going to play if they finish at five or if they finish at six? No, because the number one and two seeds are still up for play, so that'll or the two and three Caesars kind of stuff for yeah. play. So that will determine who they play. Um, so, I mean, they obviously want still the higher seed because then they end up playing the four seed, um, which is Tampa. I, I think they everybody would much rather play Tampa than to get one of the, one of the three between Buffalo, uh, Kansas city and Cincinnati. I thought Tampa was NFC. That is correct. The AFC side would be either Jacksonville or Tennessee, <laughs> but okay, I think the yeah. same. I think the same sentiment goes though. I think I'd rather play Jacksonville or Tennessee than to have to go into Cincinnati, Buffalo, or Kansas City in the you know wild card. So if we were smart men, we would, if we were the head coach of the Chargers, we would not start our starters then, right? So we want to play the. Oh no, you would want to win, no. so you play yeah. the lower seed. Yeah, they need a yeah, win to, to play the lower seed. So. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that you're going to see the Chargers starters play the whole game, especially if the game's even remotely close. If they end up blowing out the Broncos, it's a whole different story. Um, but that would be the case any week of the season. I guess I'm most likely to keep their starters in then. So play your Chargers. Um, Cardinals at the 49ers. Uh, Niners are 14-point favorites. Over-under is 40.5 points. The Cardinals will be starting David Blau. For the second straight week, the team will also be without DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, last week, under the same circumstances, Marquise Hollywood-Brown was able to turn nine targets into six receptions for 61 yards. Is he flex-worthy uh, this week? Totally. I would say that's that's worthy enough, um, especially if you had DeAndre Hopkins. Let's just say you did have Marquise Brown. You probably didn't, though, just based on the draft capital. But Marquise Brown is sitting in a good spot because he's the only person who really had good rapport with David Blau, David Blow, whatever his name is. So, 
<laughs> I, I, he was, I like blow. He was <laughs> he was strongly highlighted in the lion. The way it smells. Uh, <laughs> uh, fucking the HBO so the Hard Knock show. He was he was a pretty big part of that show for whatever reason because he was fighting to make the team. Um, which means nothing for this game. It was just an interesting little uh, insight there. Uh, yeah, Hollywood Brown. He's flexible, easy. Real quick, let me just shout out DeAndre Hopkins for totally fucking me in a couple leagues. <laughs> so that's cool. Told you not to start him. Uh, uh, James Conner missed practice on Wednesday with a shin injury that he sustained in the fourth quarter against the Falcons. His x-rays came back negative, and he's currently listed as day-to-day. He was also listed with a knee injury on Wednesday, so his status should be closely monitored uh, for the week. Tough matchup. If he's active and playing, are you starting James Conner? I mean, I think you have to. Running back is going to be super thin this week with people being sad. Um, James Conner, he did miss practice again today, so a little concerning. Keep an eye on what his uh, Friday practice looks like. Yeah, yeah plus despite how much the Niners. Oh. <laughs> I mean, still, though, it, last time he played the Niners, he did get a touchdown on only you know, 14 carries. So who's the quarterback though? It definitely wasn't David Blau. No, it was week Blow. eleven. It was it was uh Kyler back then. Yep. That's I don't know. That's sketchy. Because I think they're gonna get shit on and then it's like, well, if he's hurt, what's the point, you know? So I don't know. It's well, if sketch. he is out, it'd be Corey Clement, right? That's his backup. That's who filled in for James Conner once he went down with the injury last week. So let's just say James Conner doesn't play. Are you fucking with some Corey Clement? Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) If it was a better matchup, maybe. But yeah, I just uh, try to avoid that. It's so tough because like we've already talked about it, you know, with Saquon's going to be out this week or more than likely not playing this week or plays very little. I don't you might not have a choice. That's the thing that comes down to is so many guys potentially being pulled, you know, Saquon's one, Joe Mixon, it's another. Um, just a uh, lender for net. Like, those are three guys that you probably would start all in front of James Conner, anyways. And if they're already gone and then you add in James Conner, who else are you going to go to? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's totally roster dependent. Uh, Niners have or are leading the league in, in points given up to the running back position, uh, or points not given up to the running back position. So, definitely a, a tough matchup for any anybody. Um, even if they're healthy. Um, on the other side of the ball, the 49ers still have a, a good chance for the number one seed. They need to beat the Cardinals and have the Giants upset the Eagles in order to do so. Uh, should expect all starters to play the whole game. Christian McCaffrey did not practice Wednesday with an ankle injury. He has been dealing with uh, this injury for a month now and has not missed any game time. Debo Samuel is expected to practice this week, but status for Sunday is up in the air. You're relying on uh, Debo if he's active and playing. That's a rough one right there. Uh, Man, it'd be so hard to just start someone in your championship game. After him being injured for a couple of weeks, and Brandon Ayuk's been emerging pretty well in the meantime. And before Debo went down, it was extremely hit or miss. Anyways, you know he'd have a six point game, then an eighteen point game, twelve point game, another six point game. Pretty inconsistent. I would 
hopefully have another option. I wouldn't feel horrible about it, but I would definitely like to have somebody else in that spot. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if they bring him back kind of slowly. If he if he does play, I would think that he'll be on a bit of a snap count. So that's yeah. worrisome as well. I don't think I would rely on him. I mean, clearly the Niners are going to want him healthy for the playoffs, not for the Week 18 game. Yeah, and I, I don't think they need him to to beat the Cardinals. <laughs> I would imagine Shane Ann believes they can get it done with the other guys um, and not risk further injury. Um. All right, the Rams taking on the Seahawks. The Seahawks are six and a half point favorites. The over under is forty one and a half. Uh, Cam Akers ha- um, has double digit points in four of the last five games. That includes a game against the Seahawks, who he happens to be playing this week. He should be in all lineups, right? Week eighteen. Yeah, it's probably the only Ram you're really messing with, besides maybe their tight end Higby. Hey, now, don't be, don't be. Spoiling my fun at the end of the episode. <laughs> I, I just—it's it's, it's called foreshadowing. Okay, you ever wrote a book before? Uh, no, I don't think you have either. <laughs> no, but I just know what foreshadowing means. So and that's what I was trying to do, but you made it so <laughs> obvious. <laughs> uh, on the other side of the ball, Tyler Lockett did not practice on Wednesday after sustaining a leg injury against the Jets. He's also dealing with. Uh, the broken finger that he suffered a couple weeks ago. Reports say that Lockett is determined to suit up this week. Um, but are you relying on him if he's playing? No. I don't I think, think we talked about this a little bit, didn't we, on Monday? Uh, yeah, I mean, Not sure. it's, it's one of those things, like, I think if he is going to play, he's going to play the whole game. Um, because they need to win this game, but uh, it's certainly it's certainly tough. He didn't look great last week, and obviously the shin injury doesn't help. Um, so I think you probably have to play him um, again with all the other guys potentially being sat. But it's it's a dicey play. Yeah, extremely dicey. Yeah. You know, he doubled up on the injuries when he came back in his last game. He was already being limited, and then got injured. So I, I don't see him play more than like sixty percent of snaps this week. Yeah, if that probably better options out there. Um let's move on to the Cowboys taking on the Commanders. Um Dallas seven and a half point favorites over under is forty one points. Uh for the Cowboys, a win and a loss by the Eagles will win the division, and a loss by the 49ers would give the Cowboys the number one seat. Uh, Tony Pollard practiced in full on Wednesday after suffering a thigh injury that kept him out of last Thursday's game against the Titans. Awesome. Thank you. Perfect timing. Uh, <laughs> the Cowboys fantasy stars are all healthy. Is there anyone of Dak, Zeke, Pollard, CD, or Schultz that you would not have in your lineup? Maybe Tony Pollard just because he's injured. Yeah, he did fully practice today, so it looks like he will be back. But that's something personal I have questions about. But even then, if Tony Pollard's healthy, he's heading into the game, I'm messing with Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it sounded like he was pretty close to playing last Thursday. Uh, I think, honestly, that game was played on Sunday. He probably would have played. So I think he's full go this week. Um, And as should all the Cowboy stars, because they do have something to play for. The only thing that's a little scary about a situation like this even though the eagles 
Niners and Cowboys are all playing at the same time. There's scoreboards in all of these stadiums that are going to be constantly running through these scores. If they see, they look up at halftime and see the Eagles are winning by, you know, 24 points or some shit like that against the Giants, they're going to pull their starters. That's the only thing that's a little worrisome. Yep. You know what's interesting, real quick? Uh, on Sleeper, Tony Pollard is listed above Zeke Elliott on the dev chart. As he should be. <laughs> right. And they're they're both top 21 running backs. When's the last time you yeah. saw that on an NFL team for fantasy? I think Tony's like uh, RB7 on the year right now. He is. Somewhere around the, there. Yeah. The one thing about the Sleeper dev chart, though, they do base it mostly off of fantasy points. So Zeke is still going to be like, He'll be the running back on the first play of the game. Like Zeke is still the starter, regardless of what sleeper cell tells you. Oh yeah, yeah. he's still getting more uh, carries, but yeah, it's just interesting to see at this point. Um, on the other side of the ball, um, it only took one week for the Commanders to give up on Carson Wentz. Uh, this week the start will be going to rookie Sam Howell. Um, and they still have the coach. Um leading them that didn't know that they could be eliminated from the playoffs last week. So yeah, bright days oh, ahead man. for, for the commanders. Uh, Taylor Heineke may also see the field at some point um, with the Rook getting the start. How confident are you in Terry McLaurin? Hey, Carson came and he went just as quick as he came. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't like scary Terry. We talked about this before. He's a little, uh, he's quarterback proof, isn't he? Just with his involvement in the offense. Yeah, yeah. but to a point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a rookie. So I, I'll i make it quick. I'm avoiding, I think, everyone in this offense. Yeah, it's it's a little nice. I mean, he's going to make his first start, and you have Chandler Parsons on the other side freaking bearing down your neck. Mm-hmm. Coach that doesn't know what day it is. <laughs> Still got a couple weeks left, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, guys. Week 10. Here we go. (laughs) Gotta win this one. Um, And I'm sorry. I said Chandler Parsons. His name is Micah Parsons. Chandler Parsons was an old NBA player. I'm not sure how I fucked that up. (laughs) Two completely different people. One of the Parsons. Chandler Parsons was a tall white guy. Played for Houston for a while. (laughs) Yep. All right. Um, so, yeah, I guess we're all in agreement. Uh, I wouldn't start them unless you absolutely have to. Uh, what about Brian Robinson against the Cowboys? Tough defense, dealing with a knee injury, kept him out of practice on Wednesday. Gibson also did not practice with his foot injury. Right now, Jonathan Williams is the only healthy running back on the roster. So, Again, I, yeah, I'm avoiding yeah, everything. And Brian Robinson didn't practice on Thursday either, and they actually put Antonio Gibson on IR. Oh, so Gibson's for sure out. That's um, wouldn't be surprised choice. if Brian. Yeah, wouldn't be surprised if Brian Robinson doesn't play or gets very limited snaps. So, fuck it, Jonathan Williams, buddy. <laughs> You're feeling it's risky. Not time to shine. God, this is why you don't play championships in Week 18. Yeah. Um, real quick, going back to the receivers, just briefly. Do you think that maybe Sam Howell might have a little bit of a decent connection with with Jahan Dotson, seeing that they, you know, rookie minicamp together, backup, they were, you know, playing with a bunch of the backups throughout a lot of the preseason and stuff? Could you see that connection potentially giving you a, a sneaky fantasy play here? I mean, maybe. 
it's I see your point, but I would hope you have better options. Um and and you don't have to rely on the the chance that they have a the best connection. Um uh, but yeah, I don't know. I mean I again I I just wouldn't be starting anyone on this team. You do make a good point for a deeper play. They they probably have more connection than any other uh receiver as far as Sam Howell goes. So yeah. That's pretty convincing. If you're in like a, a four flex league, or you got two receivers, you got two flexes, something like that, I could see maybe, you know, feeling a little frisky and throwing John yeah. Dotson in there. It's tough, but like it's just like week eighteen is such a dice roll on even like your stars that you might need to play that wild card and you know, hope it you know turns out for you. Yeah, D hop on your roster and Jahan on the bench, it's not a horrible pivot. All right. Um, that takes us to the last game of the regular season on Sunday night football, the game we've all been looking forward to, the grand salami, <laughs> the grand finale, the Detroit Lions taking on the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau. Uh, Packers are four-and-a-half-point favorites, over under 49 points. Um, which is great. Some points anticipated to be scored here. And both teams obviously have a lot to play for. Um, the Lions need a win and a Seahawks loss to secure the last playoff spot in the NFC, while the Packers uh, will get just get that spot with uh, a W just by beating the Lions, no matter what happens in the Seahawks game. Um, so for me, um, you know, starting, I guess, on, let's start on the Packers side of the ball. I think, um, I think you can start, obviously, Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, Christian Watson. Those are the three guys I'd be most excited to start. But I think Aaron Rodgers is in play here as well. Um, it's been tough for him fantasy wise, but I would expect in this game, this magnitude, it's a playoff game for them. Um, he did well the last time they played. Uh, you know, I think he's streamable this week. I mostly agree with everything besides Christian Watson. He's still like practicing limited um, as of Thursday with that hip injury. And the last three games, he slowed down a bit. He was riding that touchdown streak, you know, with what was that? Seven touchdowns in four games. But after that, he hasn't had more than 50 yards. Um, very fluctuating snap percentage. Pretty inconsistent for my taste if I'm throwing him in my championship game. Um, You're not going to like my pick later in the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that foreshadowing thing again, right? <laughs> that's, uh, it, it is foreshadowing if you don't fucking say it. <laughs> 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 I, it, was a, it was a good joke right uh, let me get one in on, on the season uh honestly i'm i'm good with rock with watson too this game should be high scoring neither defense is great and i know green bay just locked up minnesota's offense last week but it just seems like this is gonna be uh you know high octane type of game and so there's points to go around yeah uh, if I was playing a week 18 championship, I would want, I would want players out of this game. I think there's, there should be some points scored for sure on both sides. Um, 
the Lions really relied on their backfield last week in a win over the Bears. Both Swift and Williams had big games, both scoring at least 22 points. It's a tougher matchup this week against the Packers. Um, when these teams played back in week nine, the, the, the running backs combined for only 16 points. What's your expectation for Swift and Williams, even though anyone with Swift on their team is not in the fucking championship? And if you are, congratulations. But, uh, you know, Swift came through last week when, you know, most of the people that had him on the roster were no longer in it. I, I like the Lions backfield this week. I know that the Packers did pretty good week nine against the Lions backfield. But there's been nine games this year where the Packers have given up more than 120 yards just to running backs. It doesn't even include receiving yards or anything like that. They're, I think, um, like in the bottom 10 against running backs right now as far as the season goes. And they're giving up five yards per carry on the season. I think it's pretty likely that both of them do have a good game. Yeah, I mean, it, we just said it. Like, I, we, I think we all kind of expect this to be a pretty high-scoring game. So this is just a game you want shares of. Um, Jonathan Williams and DeAndre Swift, at different points this season, have given you very good games. I know they've also fallen off at other points in the season. But right now, you got to take that, that high upside play. They both give it to you. Let's go, Jamal. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown, obviously Jared Goff, I think startable. Um, mm-hmm. What about DJ? DJ is the only one that it's a little dicey for me. Um, he's been he's been playing better, um, or you know, he's was playing really well for a few game stretch and then kind of fell off again. But he is another big play threat on this offense, and if you if you need a a risky play or or a deeper play, he's he's one to consider for sure. Yeah, definitely a risky one. But, you know, boomer bust, like you said, he's the definition of it right now. All right. Uh, no Monday night game. So the Sunday night game will be the, the last game of the season. Um, so let's get into our starts of the week. Oh, my favorite part of the episode. Who's doing it first? Uh, I'll kick off first here. Uh, my quarterback start of the week is going to be Trevor Lawrence against the Titans um, in a must-win game on Saturday night. Uh, last time uh, these two teams played, uh, Lawrence scored 33.42 fantasy points and was the QB1 on that week overall. Um, Titans have given up the fourth most points to quarterbacks um, this season. So in a must-win game, I think uh, I think he comes out and he has another another big one against the Titans. Yeah, hopefully he does. He hasn't even thrown a touchdown in the last two weeks, which is surprising. He was on a little tear there for a while. It's one of you two. Oh, this is God. your time. Okay, you keep on going. Just keep it moving. Okay, I'll just keep. I'll keep it moving. How you doing? Um, my quarterback start of the week again is going to be Brock Purdy. This one's a little like outside of the normal realm, but he's forever. Started... Purdy <laughs> forever for the rest of the season, which is this week. So he now has five <laughs> consecutive games with two touchdowns. So I'm still rolling with him. 
they're going up against an Arizona defense that's seemed pretty strong lately. If you look at the stats, but then you look at the quarterback that they played in the last four weeks. The best one has been Tom Brady, which he has had a, a shit season anyways. The other three quarterbacks are not even really worth mentioning. So I like Brock Purdy. Two touchdowns again. Yeah, you can certainly do it. He's been consistent as it come right now. Um, all right, Trey, I hope you like this pick. I'm going to go with Jared Stidham against the Chiefs. What? Ooh, what? Yeah. yeah, honestly, I'm going to just take off what he did what he did last week and think he can do it one more time. I mean, in his very first career NFL start, he, up against a very tough Niners defense, he, who are only giving up 15 points a game to the quarterbacks, he dropped 27 points on them. Um, it was I probably the best performance QB had against them all season. I don't know that for a fact. But if it's not the best, it's got to be in the top three for sure at a bare, bare minimum. So, I mean, why not follow it up again this week against a Chiefs, which are not the same defense that the Niners are, and in a game that's you're basically auditioning to be the starter for the Raiders next year. So why not go out there and fucking drop a big old game on the Chiefs? Uh, I'd love to see it. I, I saw an interesting stat saying that um, the last time a quarterback came in for their first start uh, for a is, is it his first start of his career? It, it is. probably is. Yeah, the last time a quarterback came in for their first start of their career and had more than 300 yards and three touchdowns was one other time since 1950. Can you guys guess who that quarterback was? It was recent. Last year. No. Yeah, I can't think Mike of White. <laughs> Ooh, the legend. For the New York Jets last year. <laughs> That's the only other time it's ever happened. That's funny. So, oh, and one other note on that, Josh Jacobs might not play this week. He's he's banged up dealing with uh, hip and oblique injuries, um, and he also missed two practices this week for personal issues. They aren't obviously disclosing what that is, but he's kind of been away from the team this week so far, so he could not play. Personal issues are that they're fucking purposely tanking, and he doesn't have a contract next year, so I could <laughs> totally see him not fucking playing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if he gets hurt in the it final game no of his breakout season, like he just lost a ton of money. It's probably best for him not to play just to, you know, pad his own wallet. 100%. I thought that last week, um, you know, so, yeah, he's he's got a big payday coming. I, I, I would do the same if I were him. Um, my uh, That's me, right? Yeah, my running back start of the week. Um, <laughs> got confused there. I was like, are we already on running backs already? Uh, Jarek McKinnon versus the Las Vegas Raiders is my running back start of the week. He is the RB2 since week 13. Um, the Raiders giving up uh, the second most points um, up to receivers and have given up the most receiving yards to running backs in 2022, which is what Jarek McKinnon does. He's on fire. I expect it to continue and... Um, him to to prance on into the end zone against the Raiders at least once. <laughs> prance, I like that. Um, I I totally agree. The Raiders are. I I didn't know that stat that they gave up the most receiving yards to running backs in 2022, but I've been watching all their games and it's totally believable. I almost made Jerick McKinnon my running back start of the week because I just know how vulnerable they are through yeah. that area of the defense. And I think we talked about it in the last episode. Um, maybe Monday. Either either or we talked about it this week. He's been on an absolute tear, especially through the receiving game. So he should be a solid pick. 
Absolutely. Word up. But my running back start of the week is going to be Zach Moss versus the Texans. I'm really reaching this week. Might as well because it's week 18 and we're fucking reaching anyways. So we talked about it all year. Playing a running back versus, versus the Houston defense. It's basically it's a cheat code. And right now, Zach Moss is the lead running back in Indianapolis. So him having a 100-yard game is absolutely not out of the question. Now, the only thing that's going to be reaching in that game are the Texans defenders as he as Zach Moss runs by them. Three years later, he's finally doing something for us. <laughs> yeah. Woo! About fucking yeah. time. And I was the believer in him in, in this podcast, too. He's fit, he's fitting up to his last name, like Moss. Just It, it grows slowly, but once it's there... It's there. It's you can there. notice it. It takes a while. <laughs> Sometimes it's useful. <laughs> Most of the time it's not. Let's you know which direction the sun is if you're lost in the woods. Shout out to the woods people. The woods. Hell yeah. All right. Um, I'm ready back star of the week. It's a new species. A... <laughs> I just found out in the woods. It's a Zach Moss. It takes three years to flourish. Um, <laughs> it only comes around in December. Oh, shit. That's funny. Um, all right. I'm going to go with Latavius Murray as my right back star of the week. Playing the Chargers, they give up something like, what, 21, 23 points a game to to running backs. Um, he doesn't have a ton of competition in the backfield. Chase Edmonds is there, but it's been pretty much of a non-factor in the couple games he has been back. So this is gonna be the day for Latavius Murray to to just be the starter. I know he's been like a super fringy guy all year, even once he became the starter down there. But this is gonna be the game to have him in your lineup. Oh, should be yeah. a fun game to watch. But yeah, I agree. Should be good. Uh, my wide receiver start of the week um, to Trey's dismay is Christian Watson versus the Detroit Lions. Um, He's been practicing more this week than he did last week, and he played 60% of snaps in last week's game. It's a must-win game. Um, I've heard Pete Reporter say that they think he'll be he'll be good to go. Um, that's only speculation, so you do have to pay attention to the Friday practice report as that will reveal a lot. But if he was on my roster, I'd be starting him. Lions are giving up third-most points to receivers, and... Um, and I expect a lot of points to be scored. Um, so they're going to be targeting him heavily. Um, and if he plays the full game, uh, he could have a, a really massive game. So Christian Watson would be starting for me, for sure. Interesting take. <laughs> I <laughs> I will go with... An... You're starting Zach Moss, so... Yeah, and I'm going with another rookie receiver, too, along with what you're going with, Drake London. Hell yeah. First, the Bucks, baby. Ever since uh, Desmond Ritter was named the quarterback for the Falcons four, four weeks ago, London has been Ritter's favorite target over those four weeks. Tampa Bay is a strong defense, but right now the assumption is they're going to play their backups for most of the game. So I will gladly take a team's leading receiver against a backup defense. So Drake London looking pretty good. I mean, nine targets, like maybe who even scores, 10. Who scores more fantasy points, Christian Watson or Drake London? Drake okay. London. 
Christian Watson, how much you want to bet? Twenty dollars. Twenty. Yeah, but that's a bet. Hell yeah, easy. it's easy money. I don't think James gotten in on bet on the podcast yet. It's been me and Trey the, for like all like the last two years. We've placed like four bets against each other, and Jim's been out of it. Let's do another one. Snap percent. Well, I just didn't want to take. I didn't want to take you guys' money, so I. Oh. Been well, we kinda, actually. I think this is the first one that was money involved. We did, we did other shit like cigars and pie in the face, which still has not happened. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna. I want to give you the the cream pie, dude. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh. oh. All right. That's bad. that's bad. Hey, yeah, my star of the week. Let's move on. Um, I'm going with DJ Moore against the Saints. I know on paper the matchup is not oh. great. Neither team's playing for anything. Ew. But but DJ Moore has at least Gross. 15 points in four of the last five games. His connection with Sam Darnold is, is clearly very strong. It was at the beginning of last year as well when Darnold be, started off the year as a starter for Carolina. This clearly is something that works for them. They're going to keep it going. Keep it moving this week. DJ Moore is a must start. Yeah, connecting to Sam Darnold's like connecting to a shitty motel 3G Wi Fi. Plane? Now you're going to just. It's a bad connection. <laughs> There's connections there, but it, who cares? Can't well, even look on this connection. Oh my god, Trey. Where are you going with all these references all of a sudden? Uh these are these are fruity and slips. Uh my subconscious is leaking out right now. <laughs> all right, my tight end start of the week is Tyler's Conklin versus Miami. Uh the Dolphins are giving up the fifth most points to the tight end position. Uh, Conklin went six for six for 80 last week with Mike White at the helm. He has 27 targets over the last five weeks with varying quarterbacks. Um, and so he's really kind of working himself into the second target in the passing game for the Jets with the exile of Elijah Moore. And um, I expect him to get five, six targets, and hopefully he gets in the end zone. That's what you want out of your tight end. Hell yeah. Shout out to one of the many Tylers at tight end. Yep. He's been so inconsistent this year, but it should be a good week for him. He's been coming along towards the end of the season. My tight end start of the week is going to be Evan Ingram versus the Titans, kind of pairing up with Jimbo's quarterback start of the week, Trevor Lawrence. The Titans are one of the worst defenses Against tight ends this season, they've allowed the most targets, the most catches, and almost like the second most yards per game to tight ends, giving up 70 yards per game to tight ends. Evan Ingram was on a pretty good tear for three weeks, but had a quiet game last week. But in those three weeks before, he had 33 targets, caught 31 of them for 367 yards and three touchdowns. So his connection with Trevor Lawrence is, you know, Pretty goddamn solid. So if Trevor Lawrence has a good game, so is Evan Ingram. Yeah, I like yeah, it. For sure. Uh my tight end start of the week. I'm gonna give you the uh the upgraded version of of a Tyler here. I'm going with Tyler's Higby. Uh in the last five weeks, he actually has one more target than Tyler Conklin does, and eighteen more fantasy points in that same time frame. That's due to his three touchdowns to Tyler Conklin's 
big fat goose egg there. So Tyler Higby is the one you want in your lineup this week. They are also playing the Seahawks, who give up the most points. Take it from a Tyler. <laughs> to tight ends on the season at 15 points a game. It's going to be Tyler's Higby is the one you want in your lineup. We need more Tylers in the league. We're just going to make like a Tyler segment, like <laughs> Tyler on Tyler. I can't, you know, it's tough to argue against that. Big Irby is the Colt leader, so, I don't, you know, whatever he says goes in, in the Tyler's Colt. So it's going to be tough to overcome for Will Conklin. Um, all right, for the last time this year, we give Dinner-net. you Dinner-net. the always anticipated, always, um, you know, sought after segment <laughs> of the week. Stinky's defenses of the week. Hell yeah. I've been on fire lately with my defenses, so you better pay hell attention. Yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So if you want to get a, a, get a good defense in your lineup, these are two Who I doesn't? got for you that are hopefully available. They should be in your leagues because they're barely rostered, which is surprising. Pussies. The first one is going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars playing against the Titans. The Jaguars have been absolutely killing it the last four weeks, averaging 15 points per game. I think their lowest point total fantasy-wise is 12 in the last four weeks. In the last two weeks, they allowed six total points. And that makes them the sixth-ranked fantasy defense so far this year, and they're surprisingly only rostered in about 30% of leagues. I don't know how that shit's happening, but they're in a really good position. Yeah, disrespect. It's been happening, dude. They've been out here. And the other one, Tyler, you're going to like this, is going to be the Seahawks defense versus the Rams. The Seahawks are going to be a pretty solid play, I think, against the struggling Rams and Baker Mayfield. Seahawks were on a pretty good tear for most of the year. I think they are still a top 10 defense. I think they're number eight or something like that. But it's been pretty hit or miss last few weeks. But I think they're more than capable of forcing some interceptions and sacks. Last week, they did pretty good. Uh, Who'd they play last week? The Seahawks. The, the Jets. 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 Okay, it was Mike White, but let's be honest. You know, Baker Mayfield at this point is like Mike White with experience. So, I I think the Seahawks do pretty good against the Rams. They're struggling, and these these uh divisional matchups between the NFC West are always like some nice little throwdowns, usually low scoring. So I, I like the Seahawks to be pretty good in this game. Hell yeah. The Seahawks roster percentage, that's got to be pretty low, right? 25%. 25? Yes, sir. Yeah, any defense I throw on here uh, should be available. That's why I put them on here. I never put like the 49ers or anything because they're always rostered. Right, right. Those are some good picks, I think, for week 18. So um, excited to see how it all plays out and and what happens. Um, For those of you still playing for it, good luck. Uh, We wish you the best of luck. We appreciate you listening this season. Uh, Looking out onto the horizon, we'll be doing a bunch of different off-season content, which um, is kind of our favorite thing to do, honestly, because we get to be a little bit more creative. We have the time to do some different stuff rather than just having to cover all the matchups. So a lot of cool, fun, creative content, uh, a lot of Dynasty stuff stuff regarding rookies coming into the 2023 draft so uh keep an eye out for that uh we'll keep you posted 
on uh, what's coming out on our Twitter at the FF Fathers. So follow us there. Um, so you stay up to date and then, uh, you know, if you're listening on Spotify or, or whatever you listen to, uh, hit a subscribe and then you'll be notified anytime, uh, an off season episode comes out cause it's a little bit more unstructured. We don't really have days of the week. It's just kind of like, what are we doing this week? And <laughs> flying by the wing of our pants, uh, whatever that saying is. So <laughs> anyways, it's a lot of fun. That is, that is cool the saying. <laughs> And I guess if we look back on it, there were some some nice, valuable nuggets. I think um, we almost surprised ourselves with some of our <laughs> scouting and some of our uh, takes on some of the rookies that came in to this year. So um, definitely content worth tuning into, in my in my opinion. Oh, yeah, it'll be a good time, man. We should probably go over who we were talking about during our running back quarterback receiver prospects for rookies we'll probably do an episode going over our starts of the week and how accurate we were that's pretty interesting yeah i've got a little sheet that i've been uh yep. keeping track of how accurate we've been mm-hmm. yeah we'll be fucking around this off season having fun and uh next season i believe we're gonna kind of revamp what we're doing so it, if you like what we're doing should be better absolutely i just want to say thank you again for you guys listening um everyone who was with us all season I hope that we were able to help you um, win a bunch of games, hopefully won a championship, um, and hope to you know see you guys over the offseason and again next year. For sure, Yay. that'll do it for the boys. So cheers to y'all, and um, we'll be catching you on the next episode. Goodbye. Bye. A drive-by <laughs> goodbye. had to hit him with a good one for the last one of the year